We only have 17 hours? We on only this. have 17. I'm going to put my timer on just to make sure that I don't, when I get close, I can kind of wrap it up. Yeah. 17 hours, 53 minutes, 4, 3, 2, 1. Welcome to the Worship Leader Essentials Podcast, brought to you by Worship Catalyst. Worship Catalyst is a nonprofit ministry built to help people find and worship Jesus by mentoring and training worship leaders and their teams. This podcast is part of that mission. In the next few minutes, it is our goal to help you do more with less. For more information and resources or to connect with us, please visit worshipcatalyst.com. We're so glad you're here today. Let's learn together. Hey everybody, it's Nicole. I'm here hosting the Worship Leader Essentials podcast with my guest, the Austin Ryan. Welcome, Austin. I love being the guest. I love when you're the guest. I feel like um, I feel like maybe it's a higher thing because people are more excited about the guest than they are the host every time. That is absolutely accurate. Yeah. So people are never excited about me, but no. today, yeah, it's awesome. And you're in the seat of being a servant, which is my preferred role. <laughs> well, hey, we're in a great spot today. We are minus me talking. All right, but I'm hosting today because I want to ask Austin a question that we get from worship leaders Mm -hmm. pretty often. Okay. And that question is that band practice doesn't feel super exciting for people. (laughs) I'd like to have more of an upbeat spirit. How can I achieve this? Wow. Have you found that to be true in uh, your experience of bands, Nicole? You've played in many, many bands. I've played in many, many bands in a lot of different churches, Mm -hmm. and at my church, where I was serving most of the time, that was never the case. It was always upbeat. It was exciting. always upbeat. I was laughing pretty much the whole time mm-hmm. and having fun and really excited to go. When I was going to other places, that was not necessarily the case all of the time. Yeah, kind of a business-like atmosphere. Yeah, very to the point, like, here's the song, we're going to run through it. Any questions? Okay, next. Yeah, Wait, am I the guest here? I thought I was interviewing so you. Kind of, well, you are, but I want to get a feel for that because um, I think I see this a lot too, mm-hmm. where I've you know watched band practices and things. It feels a little bit more functional than it does family. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like they love each other and they care, but at the end of the day, the goal is to make sure that the songs get learned. 100%. Right? I mean, that's the point. It's a practice, it's right? It's a band rehearsal. Band right? rehearsal. Or practice, practice, whichever one you call it. One of those is before... You practice before the rehearsal, so it's a band rehearsal. Mm, okay. Now we know. Now we know. Well, I think there's two problems, because this gets down to our party value, right? We've got these mm-hmm. seven values that are in Radical Worship Solution, and we teach churches all the time. And the last one is this value of party, and the idea is that it's not just having fun, but it's this spirit, it's this value, it's this all-encompassing um, you know, atmosphere of, we have a good time when we get together, you know? And if we don't have that value, then we end up losing people, you know, people yeah. like, cause people can play and go hang out with, with a ton of people. And I know for me, I only want to hang out with people I have a good time hanging out with. That's accurate for me as well. <laughs> I mean, it's terrible to go hang out with people you don't want to hang out with. So here's a couple of problems I see with this. And then I'm going to get to some answers, I think. But the first one is some people are party people and some people are not party people. Okay. They're more production people. It's like party people are production people. And the party people want to have a good time, and they know that it was a successful rehearsal if they went away and they have a smile on their face. Mm -hmm. Production people, or what we would call excellence people, are more focused on, 
it was successful of a band practice if they walked away and everything got learned and they feel prepared for Sunday. Mm-hmm. All right. It's two different ways of looking at it and both are critically important. And in fact, both are absolutely necessary. Uh, so that's a problem that you've got people that are focused on two different things. It's like there's dual missions. But then the second one is that some environments are just not party environments, mostly because either you've got a leader who is more of a production slash excellence person mm-hmm. at their core, or B, the church is that way. Because there's a lot of times that the whole entire church has more of a businessy feel, a production feel, a we have to do this right feel. Yeah. You know, you get you have the Monday morning you know, sessions with the pastors and everybody. And it's like, they're, you know, I was in a church one time where a pastor would sit on the front row with a notebook and literally writing notes down the entire service so that he wouldn't forget in staff meeting to, you know, tell us how much we were terrible at what we did. It was. (laughs) Please don't do that to me. No, I won't. Often, sometimes, not very often. So, but it should be a party environment, like at all times. Part of it is because joy, like we carry around in us the death of Jesus, yes, but we carry around the resurrection of Christ and believers with a biblical worldview of salvation should have joy and demonstrate that. Like you, you're not a good image bearer of Christ if everything's always serious all the time and driven all the time and all that kind of stuff. Like Jesus made us to have joy and happiness and, you know, smiling and laughing and that sort of thing because because we have eternal life. And nobody wants to be in a place that's not fun. I think one of the great joys of my life is serving with people that I've been able to serve with for, you know, 10 years, 15 years, 20 years, 25 years even. And I would not have those kinds of relationships if we didn't have a good time when we got together. True. You know, you just don't, you don't have long relationships with people that suck the life out of you. They're people that give life to you. Yeah. And then the last thing I just want to say about that before I kind of give a few, a few thoughts here, I think is that we want people after a long, hard day of work to look forward to being together with their friends at church. You know, it's already a hard enough life that people live, you know, their jobs are hard, their family is difficult, maybe they're... You know, they struck, you know, there's relationship problems or whatever it might be. And it's just the f- stress and the franticness of life, period. Not even if it's not even if it's bad, it's still just like frantic. Yeah. And there's stress built into things. And when they show up at a church thing, we shouldn't like drive that off the cliff and actually get worse. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so uh, so we wanna so we wanna have our times be life giving times yeah. um, while we're obviously learning songs and preparing and all that kind of stuff. So Okay. So that's really good to know. It's important that our band rehearsals are fun, not just for this worship leader who wants to make his rehearsal or practice upbeat. Right. But for all of us, every we, one of them. Every one of us should should have party infused into our band practices so that we can emulate that joy and, Absolutely. and all of that. All right. So how do we do that? How do we get really practical tips? Can you give us some tips on how to make that happen? I can. We've got 10 things that we teach churches sometimes in terms of how to infuse life and joy into their environments and create a party uh, value and atmosphere. And the first one is be yourself as a leader and as other people in the team. So the question I have is how does party, because I ask a lot of worship leaders, and it's funny, they're about 50-50. Some of them are like more, you know, the production-driven excellence type, and then you've got about half of them that are like the party type. And the ones that are the party type, I'm like... So how does party normally come out around you and your friends? You know, how does it come out yeah. of you? And um, whatever that is, just do that. Like, uh-huh. be who you are. And that's easy if you're a party person. Um, and, and I want to just say to you, if you're just like a lighthearted, energetic kind of person, but you're stuck in this, what feels like a pastoral, uh, like, 
executive kind of role of worship leader in your church, don't get stuck with what you think you're supposed to be. Like what's expected of you. Like you're supposed to be all buttoned up and, you know, getting things done in just the right way. You can't act like somebody that you're not forever. Mm-hmm. It will kill you. So just be you. And if you're like more the excellence leading person, don't try to be the life of the party if you're not that person. We'll get to that in just a minute. Like okay, don't, yeah. you know. Put tr- on this face. Yeah, put on this. Hey, look how fun I am. Mm-hmm. No, really, you're just a, you know, you're a boring, you know, production driven person. That's okay. Be who you are. Number two. Laugh every single week, every practice. I mean, you said a minute ago in your band experiences most of the time through your life that you always leave, hey, that was fun. I laughed. Mm -hmm. Everybody had a really good time. And so you could do stuff like just ask people, hey, what's been a great part of your week this week? Or even ask people like, hey, what jokes do you have? You know, and (laughs) be ready to share one. You know, you may not, of course, think, you know, maybe Joel Osteen is not your favorite or whatever. But the one thing I really love about Joel Osteen the the most is when he gets up to preach a sermon, the first thing he does every single time is he tells a joke. Really? Every single sermon. Start with a joke. Check. He does. That is exactly (laughs) it. And he's just like, it's literally like... Something he read off the internet, like he was on Facebook, he scrolled, he saw a funny joke, he told the joke. Everybody laughs, and then he holds up his Bible, and they start the sermon. But um, what it does is it like lightens the mood, it helps people learn, it lets them know that they had a good time, all that kind of stuff. So even if you have to just go, hey guys, I got a joke of the week, or let's watch mm-hmm. this video, you know, show, you know, have a TV or something, and show a little worship blooper video or something like that, whatever it might be. Just get people laughing and having a good time, and it will help the spirit of party. Yeah, it's good. Okay. Number three, help people to know each other better. So, um, you know what's really more fun when you're around people that you know better? Yes. You know, like, because you feel like there's a little bit of, like, uptightness, Mm-hmm. If you're in a situation where you're with people that you don't really know them, you don't 100% trust them, you're not sure if your humor will make, you know, mm-hmm. is going to land. You don't even know if what they say is funny or mean. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Especially for introverts too. Like, I mean, that's a huge deal. Yeah. How would you know about introverts? I I would never I don't know anything. I'm so extroverted. <laughs> Yeah. With all my words <laughs> and actions. Every word. Everything. Everything that comes out of your mouth. It's like, whoa, back off a Calm little bit. Calm down. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. The more you know someone, the more you can open up and have a good time with them, and the spirit mm-hmm. of party comes out. And so, we do these things called two-minute, kind of two-minute drills, okay? And we do this as, at as many rehearsals and times that we're together as possible. And that is, we just tell somebody, you're on the clock. We hold up a, like the little timer on our phone or something, and we say, you got two minutes. Tell your life story. Mm-hmm. Or tell one big faith moment in your life, or tell the favorite thing that you used to do in high school, or tell you know two or three people who had an influence on your life and why, or who was your favorite teacher and how did they do that, or how did you get into playing music, or how did you get into doing tech? I mean, there's a billion questions you could ask, but the thing is, what we're trying to do is to help people to have a way to share who they are with the people around them. And then we have the other people in the group talk to them and say, here's what I heard in your story that I didn't know about you. And here's how you, uh, how I respect you more for what you just said. Mm-hmm. Like, how do I respect you based on what you just said? And so it really helps people to hear each other and to be heard. And, it, and over time, as you do that, the relationships build. That's just one way. Love it. And generally, the more you know somebody, the more you love them and trust them. Mm-hmm. And the more authentic you can be around them. Yeah. Generally, sometimes the more you know somebody, the more you hate them, but it's less often. 
All right, fourth thing, go ahead and cast vision for having a party atmosphere. Talk about it. Like, tell people, look, we're here because we're going to learn some songs, Mm -hmm. but it's not going to be a successful day if we didn't have a good time together. So, guys, let's just lighten up a little bit. Let's do a fun activity together, whatever it might be. And um, just cast vision all the time. And vision leaks. So if you got a bunch of like excellence production-minded people and your drummer's always mad at everybody for not keeping in time or whatever, mm-hmm. just let lighten the mood and let everybody know that learning the songs is not our only goal as a team. Yeah. We want to make sure that we have a goal of also having fun together. Yeah. Should you uh, start casting vision with a joke? Oh, so good. Yeah. Like tie those two together. I think having a joke about casting vision, about having fun, would Mm. be an amazing joke. That would be fantastic. All right. The fifth thing that you can do is to try not to be on a clock. Okay. Okay. Here's why. When you're on a clock, people are looking at the clock, and they immediately pick the one thing that they want to accomplish, and that becomes the goal. We're matching our accomplishment versus the clock. Okay? Mm -hmm. So... We're starting at 7. We know we're done at 8.30. That means that we split the five songs up into equal increments of 12 minutes or whatever mm-hmm. the time is. And if we are out of here, like, we're now we have 15 minutes left. we got two songs left. we got to hurry. You know, all yeah. that kind of stuff. And there's no margin for people randomly having a good time because you're so production-oriented because you've only got 90 minutes or 120 minutes or whatever it might be. Got it. Don't put a clock on it. But when they don't have a clock and you have let them know that we're here to have a good time, here to get to know each other, you know, laugh, all that kind of stuff, then people understand that they're going to be there longer. And it's okay because we have more to accomplish together than we can just do in that length of time. Mm-hmm. And, and people, as they start to look forward to band practice and they start to look forward to tech, you know, the tech time that they're going to have there and stuff or whatever it is, and it's life-giving and it's like a time that they go home lifted and they feel like, you know, they were able to be themselves and all that kind of stuff. People are going to stop worrying so much about the 90 minutes or the 120 minutes that they have for band practice. They really will. So start by extending rehearsal for 15 minutes. Then after you get used to that for a while, extend it for another 15 minutes. Now you're not going to just like go from having the song be a 9.8 to 9.9 with this extra 15 minutes. You're actually going to build in party time to start to create that culture. Mm -hmm. And eventually then get to a point where you don't have a deadline. You're done when you're done. Mm -hmm. And we spent time in God's Word, and we spent time laughing, and we spent time building relationships, and we spent time learning songs. Got it. All right, so can you recap the, the tips we have so far? All right, number one, be yourself. Number two, get people to laugh every time. Number three, help people know each other better. Number four, cast vision for a party. Mm -hmm. Number five, don't be on a clock. Got it. All All right. right. Sweet. Number six. Ready? Let's go. Do stuff outside of church together. Oh, okay. So this has nothing to do with band rehearsal. In fact, it's exactly right. Because in fact, don't talk about church stuff outside of outside of there. So do something fun. Do something people are going to want to do. You know, I don't know what that is. After church even, hey, the band and their families and all that, whatever, we're all going to go over to, you know, I don't know, Chuck E. Cheese. Is there such a thing as Chuck E. Cheese anymore? I don't know. I don't either. We should definitely go there. It sounds like so much fun, doesn't it? So after church, after rehearsal, we're all going to go do this thing together. Or you can plan it, you know, maybe two to four times a year. Plan like a party night for everybody at the, like somebody's house. Mm -hmm. Maybe do some food. Yeah, food's uh, always good. Putt-putt, 
Ooh, that's fun. I'm coming up with fun stuff now. Yeah. Pickleball. Bowl, pickleball night. Yeah. Uh, bowling. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Other indoor things. Axe throwing. Axe throwing is a good one. Yeah. Ooh, the best one would be escape room. Yeah. Uh-huh. That's an equalizer. That is. It and really a, is. Yeah. Top golf. Mm-hmm. Like these are all things that we've done with our teams and groups through the years that have, I promise you, haven't they, Nicole, yeah. added just so much community and fun. 100%. Totally. In fact, a lot of times we bring people in from around the country that don't know each other that well, except through Zoom conversations mm-hmm. and stuff, and they sit through a sit through a day of classes and things together. Then they go do something fun like uh, like Top Golf or something, and then when they come back together the next day, it's like their family. Yeah, totally. Everybody has inside jokes. Everybody's laughing and enjoying each other, whereas the day, day before they were just strangers. Exactly. And the thing is, I think sometimes people think that it's either accomplishment or fun. But mm-hmm. the thing is, like, it's got to be both. Okay. I just want to reiterate that. Yeah. Okay, cool. Number seven, food. Yes. That makes band rehearsals so much more fun. It does, man. Any kind of food, cookies are good. Mm-hmm. If you're like somebody's awesome at making some sort of dish, even, mm-hmm. we used to have this lady. She would always bring a breakfast casserole for, the, for the group. It's amazing. Wow. And it would have croissant bottom, you know, Ooh. and then the eggs and all that. Yeah. So it's just amazing. And then sometimes people would just randomly bring in a brownie tray for band practice or whatever it would be. Like, that's a good idea. Anything mm-hmm. that you can do, like maybe you've even got some leftover or some things, you mm-hmm. know, and bring them. People love food. Yeah. All right. Number eight, over-articulate the mission all the time and make sure it's not quality. This sounds the same as cast vision for it. But I'm doubling down on this by talking about it, by saying you talk about it a lot. Now, everybody has a mission statement about what band and tech and practice and all that stuff is. Some say it's to play good music, right? <laughs> to make yeah. sure that we're not terrible, mm-hmm. don't stink, and, and survive on Sunday. You know what yep. I mean? Like, we want to survive. But our mission has always been go to God and take other people with us. It's really simple. But it has to be said over and over and over and over again. And the reason I want to say this is because it has to be said right after the service. Like that's the most important time because there's this moment where usually the worship leader is like finished, Mm -hmm. song's over, you're dismissed, go home. And then you turn around to the band. You got that moment in your head? I do. All right. I don't turn around because I'm at the drums. You're just playing drums, so don't turn around. Everybody kind of turns in towards each other for a second. Mm -hmm. And everybody's kind of looking to go, how did we do? Everybody wants to know. Yeah. Right? Yep. And so whatever you say right there is going to put in concrete what you think is most important. So if you go, guys, you sounded amazing today. What's that going to say to the band? It's all about how we sound. Exactly. the song. Yeah. Um, if we say, guys, we nailed that transition, what's that going to say? Transitions are important. There is a heightened awareness of did we succeed mm-hmm. in that 10 seconds following the service? And so make sure that you include the the power that God did and the spirit and all that kind of stuff on Sundays, the life of people and the way that they responded to God, all that kind of stuff. But also include, guys, that was fun. Mm-hmm. Like it was so much fun to be with you today. Yeah. You know what I mean? Use those moments of vision casting over and over and over again to remind them that being together is fun. Yeah. Love it. Number nine, I would recommend talking through and working through over a multi-month season the book we have called The Radical Worship Solution, which puts all the values together into a um, into a cohesive you know, uh, season where everybody's talking about it. You're sharing the same language. You're all learning the same things. You're discussing and applying the values to your particular 
your particular environment. And one of those is party. And the cool thing is it's not just like picking one value out of it and saying, hey, we're going to, you know, like this is the most important value because it's not. It's one of seven that are equally valuable. Mm -hmm. And so it just gives you a process by which you can teach party in the context of all the rest of them. Right. So you're suggesting the entire band go through that, not just one person read a book. Everybody read the book. And then at practice, when you're hanging out after we're done or before you start or whatever, Mm -hmm. it's got questions built into the back of every chapter that you guys together can process through as a group. Awesome. And hundreds of churches have done that and Mm -hmm. found really great, uh, great new ability to articulate what it is that God's doing in their church. Yeah. And as like a drummer doing that, I feel more ownership over the value rather than you just telling me, yeah. hey, we're going to- Have fun. <laughs> we're going to party today. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. why? <laughs> but if I'm reading the book, I'm like, oh, party sounds like fun. We should do this. Yeah. I'm bought in. Exactly. I love it. Even the drummer can learn, which I think is one of the key Sometimes, things. Sometimes, yeah. yeah. All right. The 10th thing that you can do to build this party and sp- party spirit into your team, find someone or someone's, multiple people, with a party spirit and unleash them on the group. Have them really- connect and help people connect and be the life of the party. This is probably really important if you're more production oriented, right? Boom. Exactly. Remember I said, be yourself. Mm -hmm. And if you're more the production excellence oriented person, you're not going to like start trying to be the life of the party Mm because it's inauthentic. But there's people in your group that walk in and immediately connect with people, immediately have life and energy and hope. And just tell them, hey, look, I want you to just be yourself. Like, social butterfly, connect people Mm -hmm. together, plan some events outside the church, you know, that we can do together, all that kind of stuff. You be in charge of this value. Mm -hmm. Because I think sometimes people that are energetic and highly social and all those kinds of things and like to have a good time, they sometimes feel like they shouldn't do that because they know that there's something else going on. Yeah. But just let them go. Mm -hmm. Let them be free. Got it? it. Yeah. Makes sense? Yeah. So uh, what are the 10 things again? Let's see. We have number one, be yourself. Yep. Number two, laugh every laugh time. Laugh every time. Make yep. a joke. Yep. Number yep. three, help people know each other better. Number four, cast vision. You got it. Yeah. Number five, try not to be on a clock. Mm-hmm. So, like, extend band practice as long as forever. <laughs> Never uh, stop. Number six, do outside of church together. Do stuff outside of mm-hmm. church together, and don't talk about church when you're there. Number yeah. seven, eat. Bring yes. food. Yes, I remember that one. Yes, cookies, yeah. brownies. Uh, eighth, over-articulate this mission of mm-hmm. uh, party and everything else that you're about. Yeah. Number nine, uh, work through all of the values with your team by using Radical Worship Solution. Mm-hmm. And number 10, find somebody with a party spirit, party like built into them, and unleash them on the group Yeah. to be themselves. Love it. Cool. All right. Those are the 10 ways that you can bring a party atmosphere to your entire ministry. Well, I just want to thank my guest, Austin Ryan, Mm. for joining me on the Worship Leader Essentials podcast. This has been very informational and very helpful. Cool. Thanks, Nicole, for uh, having me on the podcast today. (laughs) Anytime, Austin. Anytime. This feels so backwards, but I love it. This is great. I forget what you say next, but you say something. Why don't you hit it? I'll close it. Yeah. All right. Thank you for joining the Worship Leader Essentials podcast. We are thankful that you joined us today, and hopefully this has been helpful in helping you do more with less. Uh, If you have any topics you want us to kick around, uh, please email me, Austin, at worshipcatalyst.com, and um, we'll, uh, we'll do that. And we will be back in a couple of weeks with a brand new episode. So God bless. Have an awesome week. See you. Thank you for listening to the Worship Leader Essentials podcast. We'll be back soon with another helpful episode. For more information and resources, or to connect with us, please visit worshipcatalyst.com.